Chapter Thirty of Jenny Gerhardt by Theodore Dreiser. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The sullen, philosophic Lester was not so determined upon his future course of action as he appeared to be. Stern as was his mood, he did not see, after all, exactly what grounds he had for complaint. And yet the child's existence complicated matters considerably. He did not like to see the evidence of Jenny's previous misdeeds walking about in the shape of a human being, but as a matter of fact, he admitted to himself that long ago he might have forced Jenny's story out of her if he had gone about it in earnest. She would not have lied, he knew that. At the very outset, he might have demanded the history of her past. He had not done so. Well, now it was too late. The one thing it did fix in his mind was that it would be useless to ever think of marrying her. It couldn't be done, not by a man in his position. The best solution of the problem was to make reasonable provision for Jenny and then leave her. He went to his hotel with his mind made up, but he did not actually say to himself that he would do it at once. It is an easy thing for a man to theorize in a situation of this kind quite another to act. Our comforts, appetites, and passions grow with usage, and Jenny was not only a comfort, but an appetite with him. Almost four years of constant association had taught him so much about her and himself that he was not prepared to let go easily or quickly. It was too much of a wrench. He could think of it bustling about the work of a great organization during the daytime, but when night came, it was a different matter. He could be lonely, too. He discovered much to his surprise, and it disturbed him. One of the things that interested him in this situation was Jenny's early theory that the intermingling of Vesta with him and her in this new relationship would injure the child. Just how did she come by that feeling, he wanted to know. His place in the world was better than hers. Yet it dawned on him after a time that there might have been something in her point of view. She did not know who he was or what he would do with her. He might leave her shortly. Being uncertain, she wished to protect her baby. That wasn't so bad. Then again, he was curious to know what the child was like. The daughter of a man like Senator Brander might be somewhat of an infant. He was a brilliant man and Jenny was a charming woman. He thought of this, and while it irritated him, it aroused his curiosity. He ought to go back and see the child. He was really entitled to a view of it, but he hesitated because of his own attitude in the beginning. It seemed to him that he really ought to quit, and here he was parleying with himself. The truth was that he couldn't. These years of living with Jenny had made him curiously dependent upon her. Who had ever been so close to him before? His mother loved him, but her attitude toward him was not so much to do with real love as with ambition. His father, well, his father was a man like himself. All of his sisters were distinctly wrapped up in their own affairs. Robert and he were temperamentally uncongenial. With Jenny, he had really been happy, he had truly lived. She was necessary to him. 
The longer he stayed away from her, the more he wanted her. He finally decided to have a straight-out talk with her, to arrive at some sort of understanding. She ought to get the child and take care of it. She must understand that he might eventually want to quit. She ought to be made to feel that a definite change had taken place, though no immediate break might occur. That same evening he went out to the apartment. Jenny heard him enter, and her heart began to flutter. Then she took her courage in both hands and went to meet him. "'There's just one thing to be done about this as far as I can see,' began Lester, with characteristic directness. "'Get the child and bring her here where you can take care of her. There's no use leaving her in the hands of strangers.' "'I will, Lester,' said Jenny submissively. "'I always wanted to.' "'Very well, then. You'd better do it at once.' He took an evening newspaper out of his pocket and strolled toward one of the front windows. Then he turned to her. "'You and I might as well understand each other, Jenny,' he went on. "'I can see how this thing came about. It was a piece of foolishness on my part not to have asked you before and made you tell me. It was silly for you to conceal it, even if you didn't want the child's life mixed with mine.' You might have known that it couldn't be done. That's neither here nor there, though, now. The thing that I want to point out is that one can't live and hold a relationship such as ours without confidence. You and I had that, I thought. I don't see my way clear to ever hold more than a tentative relationship with you on this basis. The thing is too tangled. There's too much cause for scandal. I know, said Jenny. Now, I don't propose to do anything hasty. For my part, I don't see why things can't go on about as they are, certainly for the present. But I want you to look the facts in the face. Jenny sighed. I know, Lester, she said. I know. He went to the window and stared out. There were some trees in the yard where the darkness was settling. He wondered how this would really come out, for he liked a home atmosphere. Should he leave the apartment and go to his club? You'd better get dinner, he suggested after a time, turning toward her irritably. But he did not feel so distant as he looked. It was a shame that life could not be more decently organized. He strolled back to his lounge, and Jenny went about her duties. She was thinking of Vesta, of her ungrateful attitude toward Lester, of his final decision never to marry her. So that was how one dream had been wrecked by folly. She spread the table, lighted the pretty silver candles, made his favorite biscuit, put a small leg of lamb in the oven to roast, and washed some lettuce leaves for a salad. She had been a diligent student of a cookbook for some time, and she had learned a good deal from her mother. All the time she was wondering how the situation would work out. He would leave her eventually, no doubt of that, he would go away and marry someone else. Oh, well, she thought finally, he is not going to leave me right away. That is something, and I can bring Vesta here. She sighed as she carried the things to the table, if life would only give her Lester and Vesta together. But that hope was over. End of chapter 30